When you've got questions, he always has an answer. It's Sean Hattie. This afternoon at 2, right before Joe Walsh at 5 on AM 560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. The issue of stolen valor is a real one. Just ask Dick Blumenthal. Although for some reason it didn't derail his path to the United States Senate. And uh, it's come up again in the context of Nathan Phillips, the Native American involved in that uh, confrontation, precipitating that confrontation with Covington High School students at the Lincoln Memorial over the weekend. That's become an international story. And I feel like he's loving all of this attention. Well, there was some there was some concern about how or some questions raised, just doing some simple math yeah. about Phillips when he was being reported as a Vietnam veteran because he was also being reported as being 64 years old. So that would have put him if he's 64, then he would have been what, 16 in 1972. Oh. So I'm glad you do the math. But so you know, so the war is over. So, you know, so people start asking questions, and uh, Don Shipley, who is a Navy SEAL, retired, uh, he uh, focuses on these stolen valor cases, uh, and it's good that somebody is. And uh, he was able to obtain Nathan Phillips's military record. It's been misreported some places as his DD-214. That's different than the military record, uh, and he'll explain the difference. And... Um, it's instructive, so instructive that you now have D.C. press corps outlets like the Bezos Post and the New York Times issuing corrections to how they were characterizing Nathan Phillips. But this is another part of the story about the complete lack of interest in context as to the incident itself, as well as the participants in the incident. For more on this, we're pleased to be joined by. Navy SEAL Don Shipley. Don, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So uh, if you could just explain uh, what you did and what you obtained with uh, with respect to Nathan Phillips and what it tells us. Well, a DD-214 is a military discharge paper. The only way you're going to get that is if the guy that actually possesses it gives it to you or signs so that you can see uh, everything on it. The other way is a Freedom of Information Act request. And with some little background on guys, you submit those to the National Personnel Records Center in St. Louis, and the records will come back. But uh, they're no different than the military records. They just leave out some Privacy Act information next to Ken, Servicemen's Group, Life Insurance Beneficiary, and a lot of performance uh, marks, things like that. But, uh, yeah, I saw that on the news with Lester Holt when it happened that night and I leaned over to my wife and I said, do you have any idea how many guys are pulling his records right now? Mm -hmm. We've seen that before, but somehow I was there uh, dealing with the the record center on an unrelated one and just made mention. Has anybody been doing that? And the next thing I know, I've got his records. So So what did you discover? That typical stuff, I would think, you know, a lot of these guys that scream a lot of that stuff to the top of their lungs had a bad run. In the military, some of it's just uh, really off of the top rope with some of these guys. But I could see there was something about what he was saying uh, in that news report. And so, uh, yeah, Weston, uh, I mean, he did his time. He did it in a reserve unit. And, uh, but, uh, you know, this whole recon ranger and 
whatever else he was uh, claiming or letting the media run around with uh, didn't sit well with me. And I get bombarded with uh, endless emails from people, and they were really uh, hit me about this guy. What's up? What's what's up? What's up? So uh, yeah, there you go. Well, so so yes, yeah, so he was a reservist. He never was deployed to Vietnam. Uh, there are at least the the version of the snapshot I saw online, th- at least three instance, instances of him being reported at AWOL. And, um, uh, you know, what, what are we to take away from, from any of that? And, and what should Nathan Phillips have done to, um, I, I guess, be forthright about his military record, even if, pe- even, even if other people were mischaracterizing it without being prompted to do so by him? Uh, I wouldn't have even brought it up. I don't know why people say uh, some of the things that they say when there's no, I mean, the guy didn't serve in Vietnam, and it was the Vietnam era, but why even say that word? Why use the word Vietnam? And that's where it uh, caught up. There was a play on words, and these guys are really good at doing that. And, you know, this is how I got involved in this stuff. I got burned by a phony. And I got really angry about it. And I just started coming out swinging years ago with this stuff. But people tend to believe uh, what people tell them. And the more outrageous the story, the easier it is for people. So if I bumped into you on the street and I told you I was a police officer, you'd go, why why would he make that up? But then it gets into the uh, the bigger things, the Vietnam veteran and just different things like that, that people just run with that in it certainly helped the story out, you know, the harassing, the Vietnam vet guys. You know, God bless those guys that served over there. They had a, a, a terrible time there, and they had a terrible time when they came back. And now I think it has a lot to do with the way we treat our veterans today from the way we poorly treated the Vietnam veterans. But you know, guys want to jump on to that. They want uh, so is... know, the pat on the back, free beer. So is there any stolen valor here? Uh, no, just set the record straight. You know, uh, some of the claims in writing, uh, you know, about the recon ranger stuff, you know, I don't know where all that comes from. Some guys get misquoted, mistext. I just set the, uh, the record straight with that. And this Vietnam claim stuff that goes all over the uh, media uh, just drove a lot of people nutty. Well, you're right. I mean, that that was certainly part of the initial reporting that not only is he this, you know, elder Native American elder, he's also a Vietnam veteran. And how dare you uh, confront, disrespect, right, both a Native American elder as well as a Vietnam veteran. So the two were twinned in the reporting initially. Yeah, I I agree. So I just somehow uh, stumbled along those records and felt, yeah, I'll just this straight there's a lot been a lot of collateral damage done to you know everybody that was there and what was going on it's just uh, you know, i don't know people asked for help and i threw it out there can um can you refresh our memory on what happened to you and your personal story how you got burned i ran a training course for many years a civilian seal training course called extreme seal experience and it wasn't out of the realm for guys to uh, send me things, donate things, uh, guys that couldn't serve in the military. It's just, it's just kind of weird stuff. And uh, some guy uh, got me on the Internet, said he was very upset with the Red Cross. He wasn't going to donate to them anymore, and he wanted to send me some uh, guns. 
And uh, sure enough, he did. Uh, Model 700 sniper rifle. You can see it right from where I'm sitting now. And then he wanted to show up with a uh, another rifle and told me he was a wounded Marine in Panama that his helicopter crashed after he was shot in the belly a bunch of times. And his head was crushed and he was in a wheelchair. It was just... The whole story goes on. I invited the guy down, and he just started telling these uh, crazy stories to all my students about snakes biting him in a sleeping bag and him shooting at Cubans. And, you know, you just don't you – know, I've been around, and so I checked. And there was no helicopter that was shot down in Panama, uh, and that's where it started unraveling for him. He did a great job of suing the VA a number of times and uh, getting these ultra, ultra benefits that he didn't deserve. And they sent him to prison for wire fraud uh, because I got his records. And he was a, a Marine gate guard in Nairobi or Kenya. I forget where it was. But hmm. None of that stuff. So that caught up to him quick. Well, uh, Don Shipley, we appreciate uh, that you possess the intellectual curiosity that the D.C. press corps doesn't. Uh, so that the record could be set straight uh, with respect to this aspect of this story that's become an international phenomenon, as you know. Don Shipley, retired U.S. Navy SEAL, Extreme SEAL Experience, and Phony SEAL Hunter are his projects. Don, thanks uh, for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys have a great day up there. Thank you, you too. Buddy. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. The more you listen, the more, you listen. The more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer on AM 560. The 